0: Hello, my dear friends from Portland. This is your favorite Seattle Sounders player, Stefan Fry. And unfortunately, you're listening to the Portland Vanity Soccer
1: Podcast. Enjoy! For breaking soccer news, for insight that excels, for expert analytics, you better go somewhere else. Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Enjoy it now, cause it probably won't last. Just prove they cover it all. They'll discuss everything except football. Portland Vanity
2: Soccer Podcast. Welcome to the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. DiRon, DiRon, DiRon. Episode seventy-eight season four uh, episode 10 of your counting my name is jonathan coming from northeast portland
1: my name is josh coming from westland oregon and this is the old dude howard j reynolds and you're listening to less than jake In Northwest Portland.
0: Hey, it's uh, Randy in Northeast Portland, and uh, I'm back, uh, you guys. Uh, Yay, I, we missed I was, you. I took, uh, well, yeah, right. I took the last episode off to uh, go snowboarding for the first time in 20 years. Um, to go what? Snowboarding. Yes. Uh, I have to say my favorite part of the episode. We listened to it on the way up to down to Bend this weekend. Um, was when Greg was doing his tribute to uh, Arrested Development. Um, When he was talking about Zach McGraw, McGraw, and he kept saying he went to Army school. (laughs) (laughs) Mom, I'm joining Army. I know what I did.
2: Randy, before you tell us what's coming up in this episode, what's it like to listen to it when you don't make it? I've done it, I think, twice, and I still generally enjoy listening even without my own voice.
0: Um, it's fine. <laughs> hey,
2: for the for the listeners that know Randy, that's actually a compliment. I would call that a B plus from Randy. Uh, here, let me tell you how it really is. Yeah. I, I haven't been on a
3: bunch of episodes <laughs> and it's just like, I'm it's just like a normal episode for me because I'm just sitting here not talking the whole time anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, i just it's chime a, in when i want and no one listens
0: <laughs> it depends on the the quality of the episode i'd say but it can still be very very good
1: all right yeah. still be what's coming up today
0: uh we've got uh there was some kind of match i heard and we're gonna have some kind of results about that they the, oh I, look maybe i'm supposed to emphasize this match day results baby Uh, Listener Mm -hmm. feedback, predictions, and 107ist podcast hype. Again? More podcast hype? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just maybe
2: one more time. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Okay.
1: None of that matters because the greatest team to ever assemble and play the beautiful sport of soccer was victorious. Against the sound yeah. lost. The goddamn <laughs> sound. Oh, goddamn it, Josh. <laughs> Like Greg had this whole thing prepared. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm inserting Derailed. a deflating balloon sound. Right there. Is there a oh, s-
0: man, is there a sound um, effect for derailing a train? Yeah, no, I mean, this is
2: this is a true story. My uh, at my wedding, my brother had this best man speech prepared, um, and he didn't tell me what it was, and it was to get me. The, in the moment, reacting to things, and he tried the first two bits of it and it didn't work because I didn't specifically play along. And then he just stopped and was like, Good job. And like a year later, he killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I call a sticky situation. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh, uh, that's pretty it's much what you just did to Greg. No big deal. Oh.
1: Timbers win four to one over Seattle Sounders. <laughs>
3: Oh my God, that game, Randy, you missed like the best game.
0: I did. I was coming back from the state cup, um, match in bend and, uh, I mean, I would have had to, we would have had to like haul ass, you know, I would have had to grab him and, you know, like while, was, while the coach was trying to give the post game talk, I would have been, I would have had to steal him away. And, uh, as it is, we didn't get there till about 10 minutes after it started getting back to Portland till about 10 minutes after it started. And, um, we made it well the truth of it is is we, we got really really hung over with the parents the night before
1: <laughs> so uh, so you're saying you're not a real fan
0: I guess so yeah <laughs> um, uh, w- one of the parents bought a brought a bottle of um, four roses and uh, also a bottle of Bailey's. <laughs> So good mix. That's what I put
2: in a cocktail too. It's so weird.
0: Yeah, yeah. Give, given the the recent form, I was like, man, I'm not gonna bust my ass to get up there for this match. But it's okay. All the good stuff happened on the other end of the field, and I wouldn't have seen it anyway.
1: So, I think the entire North End had the same idea I had, which was we are definitely going to lose this match. So, I'm not here for the result. I'm here for the party. Got drunk before the match even started, which just Hmm. added to the absolute absurdity in the stands when the match broke wide open. Is that what you guys experienced?
0: Some some Sounders guys in the North or the South End, too. They kept showing them. Were they? Yeah, if you look, every interesting there's a, there's a ton of reaction shots with very bummed out Sounders, <laughs> fans. like two guys in the front. Wow, yeah, well, a lot of things I mean, get us on
1: track.
2: Yeah, let's let's talk about some accountability because again, okay. this is where we hold ourselves accountable. Oh,
1: I want to jump in with some accountability for myself, real quick. Oh. I had said on the last episode that the last time the Sounders were in Portland, we lost six to two i had my sad face glasses on uh because we had just lost miserably in vancouver and that was incorrect that happened a full season earlier we actually beat seattle at home last year that was the cascadia cup match in august i believe so i'm sorry guys i never claimed to be a drool as (laughs)
2: yeah well
1: thanks a lot
2: greg hey you know what what uh, I'm going to get us back onto the uh, the accountability part of the predictions. All right. uh, look at look at me being a taskmaster. This is this is weird. I'm going to mark this on my resume. Um, Greg, you predicted a seven to one win, which was yeah, dumb, I did. Uh, but maybe not so dumb. And Randy, you predicted a three to two win, specifically with. Aspria back with a vengeance. I did, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Josh, you predicted a nine to two win with Bully getting three hat tricks. (laughs) (laughs) I predicted a two to one win. And then our guest for the episode when you were gone, Randy Nevitz, picked a three to one loss. Boo Nevitz. Boo. 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 Randy was too cool to even go to the game and he picked it like almost dead on. I uh, I really have to give it to you, Randy. This is I mean, three to two win, clearly not the right score line, but Espria back with a vengeance. <sighs> uh
0: well yeah, well I th- yeah. I had a feeling I mean, geez, it's not like it's a it's a pretty easy guess. And what's there's no I don't lose anything by being wrong, but I was like, this is gonna kick us we're going to we always seem to no matter what happens at least in the last few years no matter how badly we're playing or what's going on we always seem to manage to bring up our level enough to to give Seattle a little bit of medicine that they're not looking for robotussen you know, yeah
1: as i said in our group chat this felt like a 7-1 to one win, yeah. so I'm claiming the win in spirit.
2: <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think if they played that way for 40 minutes instead of 20, that, that might be a very accurate scoreline. Hmm. So, Greg, I want to know about the TIFO, and I know you're just one member of a large crew uh, of people. The who TIFO that things.
0: you didn't have anything to do with. Is that true? I had
1: I have very yeah, little to just, do
0: with it. We're not supposed to give him credit or anything.
2: Yeah. Well, I know. <laughs> that's why I tried to make it say he's one small piece of a very large wheel with many pegs that all work together. One thick piece of a huge wheel. Yeah. Uh, with multiple bits of pegging that happen. Mm. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, sorry. Sorry, Randy. Sorry. Uh, it's just it, too perfect to not take the so what, tell us a bit about the, uh, the Tifa. That was a it, great one. I mean, it was
1: perfect with the smoke. It was based on the book, uh, us millennials remember as a child, scary stories to tell in the dark. Everyone talks about how freaky it was. I went back and read some of those. They're actually mostly silly. Not that scary at all. Um, but yeah, it was basically the cover of that book, uh, changed to scary stories to tell in the park.
0: I saw some uh, grousing online about that. Somebody said nobody in the Timber's Army read has ever read those books. Oh, I saw
1: that. That was <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> how. How do you make a claim like that that you can't possibly verify? <laughs> well, also, well, what a dumb claim to, to make! Like, completely, right. like,
0: really. Like, <laughs> is there some sort of cachet to
1: having read those books? Does that make you? <laughs> I don't know. I thought like just existing in the as an elementary school student in the late eighties and early nineties means you automatically have read that book.
0: Hmm.
2: Like that's what I thought anyway, but Josh was uh, going to say something like four times and then he stopped. I know. I don't even remember now at this
3: point, cue it
0: up, man, that's... cue it up. Let's hear it. I don't remember.
1: Oh, no. Anyway, it was beautiful. Uh collection of Cascadian folklore, I think it said, drawings by Timbers Army. Uh there was shout-outs to uh Megson and Crow, old Timbers players slash coach from the 70s up in the corner. Oh nice. Uh, another little Easter egg in the other corner was the $19.75 uh, uh MSRP. Uh it I knew it was I always here's the thing about Artifos. I expect them to look good. I always expect them to look good because they always deliver. And yet, when they're done and it's up and I see it for the first time, it still exceeds expectations every single time. And- you know what
0: I love uh, about the Timber's Army's tifo is that there are other teams that have really big uh, displays. Um, Seattle, of course, uh, Atlanta does them. They all look computer generated and they all just look like they've been output as opposed to paint painted by hand and that's not to say that these look the the armies looks um sloppy it's that they have they have a painterly look to them they have they look more organic
2: like art actual art Mm -hmm. yeah that it was super impressive one of the things i also loved was uh, unintended benefit, I think, in the moment, and then better when you guys release the smoke. But for the pregame, anyone who couldn't see it because apparently uh, Apple TV had issues yet again, and you couldn't watch like almost the first half of the match. From what I read online, I don't know if that's true. I didn't experience it because I was there. But they had I rolled out. They rolled out pyrotechnics uh, on the field prior to and oh shot up to the fireworks. I was going to ask so, about that. Yeah, so I mean like it was it good the fireworks? No, oh, they they were boring as shit, but they created Ugh. a little bit of smoke which started to go towards the north end and it was perfect with the uh the actual tifo and then of course the actual TA released smoke uh, associated with it. So it gave it a really cool effect across the entire field. And sitting right behind it, you like you couldn't breathe at all. It just
3: like the whole the whole like clot the sail just like Kept everything back; <laughs> it was horrible.
0: So, outside of MLS Cup, we we don't usually do that on field, do we? Not that I, I can recall.
2: Never seen that before that I can recall. No, no. Not at all. but they they had it what at the
3: when everyone was walking out, and then they had them yeah. over on the corner too by Jonathan seats. Yeah, for some weird. And, reason. Hey,
0: you know, one th- uh, I don't know if this is out of turn, but it was pretty awesome to turn that feed on and hear Jake Zivin as the yes. announcer.
1: <laughs> Everybody loves Jake. Yeah. He's the best, the best in the biz. I don't,
0: I don't know that his pairing with, uh, Taylor Twellman is working so well. And, it, and it's not because, I mean, there's a lot of mm. Twellman haters out there. I'm not usually one of those guys, but I, I don't think their chemistry is that good. Is that because Zivin is better than Twellman?
1: <laughs> I actually, I,
0: mean, I-, I actually usually like Taylor Twelman, but, um, I don't know about what, what it is.
1: I got some beefs. Okay, I was going to say this for later, but since Twelman came up, I'm just going to drop it now. The thing about Taylor Twelman in this one, and I'm like you, Randy, I don't hate him as much as other people do. He seemed determined from about the 75th, 80th minute on. Absolutely determined to just remind everybody, well, they didn't look good for the first 65 minutes. Yeah,
0: oh. uh, yeah all, all, yes. And... Are we going to talk about that later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we'll, I,
2: we'll, we'll get into it. Okay. okay. Let's jump into the game. So, yeah. but the first question I had come up with is, is like four four two our new standard. And I, I think that is probably the case until uh, we get more players back from injury. But, I mean, if we continue to find ways to turn it on, I mean, that looked not bad. And I would say from the beginning, we looked. Pretty hungry, and I made a joke here, like we looked amped, hungry for a fish sandwich, ha 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 But it was it was really I that, that was the best that we've looked in terms of attack, I think, all season for the first half, even for the first ten minutes, like we were pressing, we were pushing. The first it ten was... minutes, we were yeah, but then yeah. it
3: fell apart and it became like a like a four six or something. Because did you notice that like we had a a, a back four. And then we had like nothing until past the half. Everyone was just hovering. And it created all that empty
1: space. Yeah. I well, guess what fair. well hold on. What the hell is happening?
2: What do you mean what the hell is happening?
1: Josh is talking about tactics? Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: I know. I, I just
3: happened to notice some things when I was watching it. <laughs> when I read the listener review,
2: you will understand why Josh is discussing tactics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I, okay, um, I'd I'd say we started unraveling a little bit about the half hour mark, but uh, before that, we looked composed and together. Not particularly we did at the composed. beginning, yeah, at the
3: beginning, yeah, and then we dominated second half. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. What does Randy right, uh, want to say? I
0: disagree with every with the with Taylor Twelman, and even Jake was like, "Oh, they were dis- they were non-existent for sixty minutes," and it. Sh- I don't think that was true, man. We definitely yeah. didn't. I mean, we had we were more aggressive in the very first 10 minutes or so but we certainly i don't think we disappeared it um i don't think it was was as dismal as everyone was saying um and i watched that game i rewatched it with an eye to paying attention to that um and i i have to disagree with that statement that we didn't do anything for 60 minutes or 70 minutes
1: fully on board
0: with you randy
2: yeah, the first 10 minutes, we looked amazing. And that was my. I asked you guys a question. And I said, we'll save it for the pod, which was without including Ivicich. who was your player of the match for the Timbers for the first 70 minutes? Did anyone do their homework? Bravo.
1: Bravo's up there. Um, I'm going to give a nod to Ajala. There we go. That's the name
2: I was looking for.
1: He's obviously not at a hundred percent yet. This was his yeah. first start, and I think four or five matches. Uh, but he showed up and he held his own. And there have been matches in the past where he just didn't look ready for MLS, and he definitely looked ready on Saturday.
2: I so Josh, sorry, I'm going to interject just because that was when I was watching it in the moment. He made sorry. The dog is barking. Nothing to do about it. Um, he is it made that damn puppy. Yeah, it is that damn puppy. Uh, that Cheddar. She's got a murmur. She's probably going to die very soon, but it's uh, amazing it's anyway.
0: Pe- Peanuts got one too. It's no big deal. She's still alive. Yeah. Oh, Peanut's pretty sweet. Uh, unlike the other dog, which is a giant a hole. Um, but uh, anyway. Any dog that bites Margo is okay in my book. <laughs>
2: <laughs> probably Josh's too. Yeah. But yeah, so Ajala to me made multiple runs with the ball at. You know their midfield and got around them and looked like he belonged. And then Wait,
0: passed to, pass to a ghost standing on the sideline.
2: Hey, that's a very important ghost. And if you'd paid attention to the tifo, is <laughs> relevant. Uh, it was that was, yeah, um, but it was just we we've bagged on him on the podcast, and I was always excited about him. But we've been like, hey, he's probably you know out of his element, not very good. And in that match, he he belonged. And if that's mm. something we can expect in the future. That is the new Diego Chara.
0: No, nah, it's uh, okay.
2: That's a little no, much. You're gonna say, I said if he can continue to in, like, play in these matches in that way, sure. he will be the new Chara or Nagby. Um yeah. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> I
0: thought it was Bravo because he stopped at least one goal Morris was it would have been in by himself like uh, True and I and I think he tried to help some crosses and stuff as it to help the attack. That's why I picked Yeah, Bravo. That,
1: that Bravo block was beautiful. In about, what was it, the 37th, 38th minute? It was stellar. Yeah, Bravo had himself an outstanding match.
2: Yeah. And then, so we've been talking about these uh, stats in previous matches, but just to bring it back, so 42% possession, 17 shots, 8 on target, which is, I think, more than the last like three or four games combined, journalism's, uh, but definitely, it looked like we we wanted to win. So I'm gonna go back on mute because I don't know what the fuck's going on with that dog.
1: How are you gonna go on mute? You're carrying this podcast right now. Yeah, I
2: know. Hey, All right, the one talking. Hold on. Let's get back into it here. So oh. the so everything feels like it could go in our general direction, and then. Rui Ru Diaz scores in the 58th minute, and it was like the one of the most deflating goals given the start of that game. That you're just like shit, and it looked like a defensive lapse too. It wasn't; and he even was like totally was, unmarked. Yeah, it wasn't some amazing play or buildup or whatever. It was just
0: like really, that's that's it was how we're good.
1: Going? It was good buildup.
0: Taylor Twelman said it was the best all-around team goal you'll ever see. Oh. Sounds like a Seattle fan. <laughs> yeah, Which I was like, really? It was just one guy—hyperbole, top killer. of the box, where no one. I guess, I mean, who, I, who? It's no. We're not really to be blamed. We couldn't have been. Who would have thought that um, Rui Diaz would have been somebody to mark. I know. Yeah, right? no, that, no, well,
2: he's, he's not a goal scorer at all. That's funny. <laughs> I would. Uh, comple- yeah. I would
3: completely blame that goal on us. It was. Um, it was a disaster. We fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. If you watch the replay too, we like really fell apart. But then, um, who cares? Yeah. Look what look what we did after.
0: <laughs> and and the, another popular thing that people are saying is right after Evander went off, we we kicked it up a notch, and and I'm gonna take issue with that too. We we had already kicked it off before, kicked it up before subbing him off. Yeah,
2: Ooh, I I agree that we had we went on the front foot, but definitely. So hold on. let's go in order because now you're taking my okay. you're taking my shit out of order. So, so the Never gave up even after giving up the goal. Then some subs, and I want to give a shout out to Bully, who while he did not have an amazing match, when subbed off. He hauled ass off yeah. the field uh, to to not have it be some drawn out. Like if you guys remember back in the day, even though he's the highlight of this podcast, Di Rondisprea's slow minute walk off the pitch across yeah. the entire field, and it just shows a, a, a bit of class and maturity from Bully to be the new guy who wants to score the goals. To be like, hey, I'm not getting it done. Like I'm, yeah, something's, something's not working. Done. I'm getting off.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to take a second to say, Bowley did have a pretty good match. He was, his touches at the top of the box, he had Ooh, some solid ones. That's see That
0: one he almost brought down right in front, or he did yeah. bring it down, but he did it bring blocked. it down. It
1: just got blocked by yeah. somebody's back. It wasn't even like a great block. Somebody just happened to throw themselves yeah. in just the right place at the right time. Uh, he's going to have a lot more goals for this club, 100%.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so then Evander also subbed off and he's still like, I think he looked better in this match than he has in previous matches, but it's still like, it doesn't feel like it's clicking with him and I don't know what it is.
3: Yeah. Like Bully looks like, and feels like a a team player and Evander doesn't yet.
0: Or I don't know. Like, I
3: don't know what, I don't know, like the right thing to say.
0: And I think he might have resting grumpy face. Oh, okay. Like
1: me? (laughs) So the (laughs) narrative during the match was the Timbers woke up when Evander came off. I wholeheartedly take issue with that statement. I call bullshit. Timbers were already awake. I agree with Uh, you. uh, That being said, here's my issue with Evander that I noticed on the rewatch. This might be an unfair comparison, but think back a few years when El Maestro, Diego Valeri, was our number 10. It seemed like any time... Valeri got the ball in the attacking half of the field. He would instantly take a touch to push it upfield, put his head on a swivel, look around, and take off, whether that be on a pass or on a dribble or what. It was always like, I got the ball, let's go for goal. On this rewatch, every time Evander gets the ball, play just seems to slow down. Hmm. Like he's, what do they call that in uh, Spanish? Like La Palsa or something, where you intentionally like bring the pace of play down to speed it up again. I don't know if he's doing that intentionally, but I just see that lack of like killer cunning. Uh, like let's go, go, go. And compare that to when we did start getting these goals. Uh, and if you guys are ready, we could talk about that first goal. It kicked off when Mascara got the ball not mascara. Uh, Moreno got the ball around the half circle and just boom, push it upfield and went. Let's fucking go right now. Hey, uh, part of
0: that maybe is the fact that these last six, you know, five games maybe or whatever. Every time we got the ball, we're instantly making a bad pass and it gets turned over. So I don't know if maybe that's a conscious decision on his point, his part to say, all right. Let's make sure we, we stay, you know, we keep the possession that we do have. I'm going to slow it down so everybody knows,
1: hey, a pass is coming. That's a good point. And he did have some pretty good passes. Like, he's good with his feet, for sure. Moreno.
0: involved. Moreno was involved in three yeah. of the goals. Three of the goals. That's what yeah. happened. Yeah.
2: I... So I think I've bagged on Moreno a lot this season, and it looks like he had not found the – he just hasn't found himself. And this is where I was talking about Evander coming off. And then as soon as Evander goes off, Moreno just looked unlocked and was there to create. And I wonder if there's any type of um, them – I mean, not like not getting along or something like that, but you know, Moreno trying to play the role that Evander is supposed to play for us in terms of being a playmaker and getting things moving. I was wondering if anyone else felt the same way, so I I can get some validation.
0: What would what would stop him from doing that while Evander was on the pitch?
2: Could you defer to the to the boss? Like, he's a DP. He's here on big money. He's the star. Like, that's the one who you send the ball to, not specifically Marino.
0: Yeah, but so, once
1: he, he had touches before, once he got, uh, okay. It appears that Gio is asking Evander to be our number 10 playmaker, to be our new Diga Valeri or Sebastian Blanco, which is reasonable, especially for a record club signing. That wasn't his role with Midgeland.
0: Wait, wait, are you saying we're, we're playing somebody out of position (laughs) for the first time ever
1: in club history for the first time ever in club history for Midgeline. He was more of, uh, an attacking minded number eight, uh, an Eric Williamson, but at a a DP level, Eric Williamson,
3: Hmm. uh,
1: I understand wanting to play Santee on the wing because of his speed but with his two assists and his ability to create and his ability to work through the midfield. And he's also amazing with his feet, uh, much like Evander and Mascara. Do we try a Santi at the 10 and an Evander at the eight? Sure. The question with that is what do we do with Paredes or Ayjala? I don't know. Paredes, man. We we have a, he was good. Paredes. Shout out to Paredes making his return from injury.
2: Yeah, again uh, on the field stellar. makes an immediate difference. The whole vibe. T- again, I know you guys don't agree with the Evander coming off and our vibe changing, but maybe I could say it's the results that changed with Evander coming off versus the 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 overall
0: vibe. But, yeah, but um, how much is that? How much is that? Is because we got that amazing, yeah, spectacular. The vibe well, didn't so change good. because of
1: Vander came off. The vibe changed because of Diron Aspria.: And let's
2: talk about his beautiful hair and what he managed to pull off. I, it was one of those moments where when you see the, the pass, and especially on the replays, because the, the replay, that was not necessarily a good cross from Moreno. It was that Diron Espria had the ability to make magic and, and did it yet again. Because that's the only thing he practices.
0: Yeah, Randy. Okay. Speaking to that, uh, in one of the quotes, uh, one of the post-game matches or post-game interviews with Gio, he mentioned that DiRon said that he had practiced that earlier in practice that week, and so to me, because we know he practices those things, to me, but specifically that that week prior of this game, if you watch that sequence, you see Santi get the ball; it comes to him. And he takes a like a split second, and he looks, and he sees, and then you see Dyrón just stand, not moving. And then in that split second, he uh, Santi takes the kick, and Dyrón starts to move. I think they practiced that. I think that was, I think he was like, I think, I think that was intentionally to Dyrón for Ooh. in a position for him to take a bicycle kick. See
3: Randy you weren't in the stadium but um, after the game and it showed the stats the bottom stat was um bicycle kicks timbers <laughs> 1 <laughs> seattle 0 <laughs> Yeah so, I don't I'll send, you, you, I'll send you the picture of it it's hilarious nice
1: <laughs> You you mentioned that was a bad cross that went in but uh, I forget who it was in an interview with maybe it was Ronaldo or something uh, it was after one of his like glorious bicycle kicks that he just you Know he's had so many in his career, uh, and they said, How do you do it? And he said, Like, step one, you get a bad cross. Uh, said, oh, <laughs> nope, <laughs> well, that's the only you, way to do it. You I'm need a bad play, cross to do a bike. I'm not gonna, pl-
0: I'm not gonna play Santi like that. I'm saying that was intentional, pu- intentionally put there for him to do that.
2: So, stadium erupts, everyone's losing their mind. Holy shit, Diaranis Briam, and it like it's someone said this on the fighting cock a uh, months ago where it was like every time you score a goal now you just stand away to, to see like what's going to get called back from var as opposed yeah. to enjoying it in the moment and i would
0: yeah, think like that- was it roll dan pretending to get hit in the face
2: yeah it, it was it- like oh my oh, yeah. face and, oh, and he was like four feet away <laughs> didn't touch him and it's in those moments you're like oh man they're going to call it back but i think when when it happened, no one in my immediate area was like it, I I was in the moment. So I was like, "That's a goal! I don't give a shit." Even yeah. if he got kicked in the face, that was like foot to ball first, and uh, Roldan like put his head there afterwards. We didn't even know that it happened. We're like, "Okay, we know we
3: scored, but we didn't know what happened," and we were sort of just waiting for the replay. And then when we saw that,
2: we're like,
1: "Oh shit!"
2: Where? where what do you mean you didn't know? You were.
3: It was on the, the other
1: side of the pitch. Yeah. and we we're drunk.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, that's fair. Yo, it's I really really hard hard we, uh, like was we saw on. something happen, but we didn't know what happened. It's we knew we to- scored, but we didn't know like even who scored. And then when we saw the replay, we started freaking out.
2: Oh yeah. Freaking well, out. And then just a short five minutes later, what happened next? <laughs> Greg went to the bathroom.
1: And missed the Fakaja goal. I didn't miss it.
2: I know. I'm joking. joking. So you, 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 yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I did go to the
1: bathroom. F- I have a tiny bladder. Uh, another mascara assist back to back. What a gorgeous ball over the top. Yeah. and Moreno Fag- assist. Yeah, Marino Moreno. Assist. God damn it. I keep mixing them up. Yeah. Uh, not gorgeous. Fag- brings Yep, not. I'm not racist, but, uh, brings it down with a gorgeous touch to create some space for himself. Another touch to get away from, I think it was Reagan was their defender. Yeah. Or um, Vargas. Reagan. Maybe. Reagan. Uh, I'm going to say here, um, Stephen Fry should have done more on that goal. Oh,
2: least,
1: uh,
2: friend of the pot, Stephen Fry, in
1: fairness,
0: yes. <laughs> friend of the all pod. around Great guy too. Uh, he okay you see he's going to the he he's guessing that i think he did better than you think he did because it depends watch all the angles he's guessing that he's going to go near post and yeah. we, as he realizes that he's not going near post he still manages to get a hand on it um, yes I, I thought that was a spectacular
1: effort all that um, was fine my criticism was he was slow to come off his line I think yeah, if he comes off his line faster, cuts off the angles, he has a better chance. Well he had two there was two guys on on him um on Fugasa. Uh
0: if only there was some sort of online um resource for pronouncing Timber's players' names. Oh I I think I someone are we maybe... plugging
1: SoundCloud right now? Yeah. Insert
0: SoundCloud clip here. <laughs> uh um <laughs> There was two guys on him and he, or he, he, split, he threaded the needle and then a third guy came up to him at the same time. So there were, you know, there were three defenders in the general area. So I can understand maybe why he didn't come out. There's a really good view of that. That's not on any of the, um, official MLS highlights. You have to go to the Timbers social media to see the, the, you know, like where they do the alternate views like, There's oh, some re- yeah really good, uh, alternate views of that goal that was re- that was a great really great touch man
2: well and that leads into my um if he was clearly the the he had beat his defender he was running in on goal it was everyone chasing him and uh the defender was grabbing onto him and pulling his oh, arm yeah. I mean, I, if he had flopped i mean that probably would have been a red card and I appreciate that he didn't flop and was like, "No, dude, I'm scoring this goal. I'm going for it." For like, fuck a red.
0: One of those alternate views. There's it's very clear. Two handed grab on the shirt being pulled back.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I mean, again, would it have been great to see a red card in that moment? Sure, but then it just sets up a penalty. You never know if you're going to score. And in that moment, and he felt the, the 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 moment like and got after it. So that was it was amazing.
0: Yeah, good for that guy too. Um who we're not shot. really sure is an MLS caliber player, but um that's his uh,
2: third goal for the Timbers, and the first time that he scored for them was the two goal game that he got mysteriously taken out in like the sixty something sixtieth minute or right. something. But it was awesome, good for him, and he hustled and he got it, which leads to just another short five minutes later. Seattle collapses, and to scores. Wasn't this like four goals in
3: seventeen minutes or something? Under that, it was some crazy number. Nineteen minutes,
1: I think it was nineteen. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. The yeah. fastest the Timbers have ever scored four goals. It was with with Nizgoda uh,
2: of all the players who has the least confidence. And I want to talk about his goal and the celebration afterwards, but. He poached at the exact right time. He looked totally relieved after he scored that goal. And the amount of Timbers players for real congratulating uh-huh. him no, in like, the moment. You, good job. <laughs> it was it was very real. And that's like one of the things like we as fake journalists, when we're talking shit on players for like, ah, they're not doing well. They're awful. We got to get rid of them. And so we only see the side on the field and the interactions on the field and seeing these go to – who was a DP, not making starting lineups, not scoring goals, not getting shots. And then to see the amount of people who surrounded him with, like, the real hell yeahs was, I think, very impressive. And it sheds light that even though they haven't been playing well, the support amongst players was still very real.
3: And even though it was just like a a tap-in, it wasn't even like, you know, you could say like a a real goal, but – yeah, but who knows? Like He could be amazing now going forward. You, you still got to be in the
1: right spot to poach. Yeah.
3: yeah that's what yeah. it is. You still um, got to be there. Dude, he's going to gonna be
2: scoring like 30-yard screamers next match. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Jake said 20th goal in 58 shots, which is the best accuracy in all of MLS. It's still pretty good. But
2: I wonder how many shots that is in comparison to other strikers' shots per uh, minute. The, he's, yeah,
0: he's definitely way down on that stat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, even though he's man. half half my people, I'm gonna say uh, I don't think that's gonna be. I don't. That goal was so easy. You, he, I mean, you would have had to figure out a way to mess that up. There's no way that's not going in. I'm not sure that's gonna do a lot for his confidence.
3: Yeah, but it could because just the fact that he.
2: He it's put, the monkey
3: office Yeah, he's on the score sheet. He opened yeah. his um okay.
2: I hope it does. Yeah. And then I mean 8 minutes after that, who a player oh, who I we, think does wait, you want to you want Yeah, we should
0: say one? that's that uh, Santi's not going to get any credit for that goal on the stats, but yeah. um you know, obviously it's it's Fugasa Desperately wanting to get another hat trick again. I'm sorry, brace or whatever. Just wanting to get another goal and, and nailing that thing and, some, and uh, Fry not being able to control it. and But the fact that Santi was there already following up, that's the thing that we sometimes lack is guys crashing the box um, in case something goes wrong. And, and without Santi doing that, that does not end up falling right to Nizgoda. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But eh, whatever. Yeah. It was again, like in the moment of watching a team collapse that you want to lose, it's one of those things (laughs) that 20 times out of 20 times before that, when we need that goal to win these go to skies it over or it goes wide or the keeper makes the crazy save. And it's like, I hope that's the confidence boost that he needs to be able to say like, Hey, I could, I could score some goals. Let's do this. And we'll see what happens. But then again, eight minutes after that, Moscara hits a. When I watched the replay, top of the fucking box. Yeah, they couldn't even keep up with the shot. Watching oh, the cam, it was unbelievable. I wanted to see, like, like I wish they had like a pitch,
3: like a um a, a, a pitch gun, so you could <laughs> tell how fast it was going. That thing was insane. And
0: he had already he had almost hit that other one earlier that was that would have been top left corner that was a that was,
3: yep. pretty that shot was a, too
0: <laughs> and then he had taken a few other in the others in the match I really like uh I, I it's like and then whenever they say twenty year old uh, Mascara, I'm like holy cow I always forget because he doesn't look that young and it's just like wow the stuff we're gonna see from this guy
2: yeah that's my favorite part about that when you ro- watch the replays is if you take all the Timbers and you, who's the fastest Timber. So Diron Espria probably in second place is Diego Chara, right? He's all we can, he motorboat fast, even though he's not going to be a starter by the end of the season, no big deal, uh, but we'll just move on.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm the, not used to hearing you say motorboat in that context.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as that was like towards the very end of the match. And it was like three timbers on a breakaway to try to, to go for it. And mascara who obviously as a right back has attacked all game, defended all game and should have been gassed was the fastest player to that ball and totally composed. Like again, for a 20 year old defender, you don't expect composure in that moment. And being that tired and the ability to take the ball and run with it at full speed and then rip a shot. That's again, why I wrote it here. And I keep writing it in all of our episode show notes because it doesn't ever happen. So that way, if I continue to say it, it will continue to not happen, but it shows why he will be gone to Europe this summer because he will be uh, it. He's That's not how bounds. we operate. That's that is the not the Timbers way. Operate.
3: The Timbers way is destroy their career and then send them to San Jose. <laughs> it's the opposite of the
2: Mandalorian. This is, this is not the way. This is not the way. I have spoken. Uh, the, um, I, it, there's no way. If he's 20 and pulling that off at a high level uh, in MLS and he's consistent, there's, dude, there's no way. Let's make another bet because it's all I do and all he's I do. He's here to the reason. end of the season. End of the season? Yeah, he's here for sure.
0: He's yeah, back he's next is- year. He's back next year.
2: All right, on, I got to write this down in the notes cuz these are legit predictions. Uh,
0: I like this. Well, there's no so way we let go with, of that guy. Yeah, I agree with Randy, especially with all the all the issues we're having with everybody. So you're we're, we're he's trying this, to build this young thing and
2: is assuming that he is healthy? You were saying he is starting the first game of next season in yeah. 2024. Yes.
0: Okay.
2: And if
3: he's not healthy, his career is over. Well, assuming he's,
0: he's healthy and he hasn't got into some kind of tiff with Gio about something dumb. <laughs> okay.
2: Well, we know that's going to happen. So, you have to – so, Josh, you're in the same team. He is here for next season. I think so.
3: Yeah. I don't think we could get rid of him.
1: Uh, Greg. I don't think you're ready for this. He scores the winning goal in MLS Cup 2023 for, our, for our team. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> so is he? Is he going to be a Timbers player next year? Next year, yes. Year after that, no.
3: I see him going away, mm-hmm. but I don't see him going away so soon. He's can't. He's too young. He needs to get better. Like I could see him leaving at 22, 23.
2: I'm saying he's gone in the summer. I feel like there is a premier league club who would take a gamble on him for that kind of production as a right back. And I think some offer will come through that will be too good to turn down. And you guys remember, he was already offered a contract in Europe when he first came over
1: and I'll make another a- bet with you. He doesn't go to Premier League. He goes to Italy. Oh, no. Okay. No, 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 no. I'll I'll make a bet another
0: bet with you. You're still not going to be living in England next year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. All right. So that's uh that's a lot of predictions here. I got to get this down. So Randy, when he does leave the Timbers this summer, where is he
0: going? He's not I just waiting to see
2: if you would answer. I know. So if he is gone after 2024 season or the summer of 2024,
0: what league does he go to? Oh, that's, that's to me. Yeah. Um, he goes I said to England. Greg said Italy. He goes to France. Ooh. Okay. All right. Josh. Um,
3: I would probably say, I
0: don't know. Um, Ooh. I take that back. It goes Touch?
3: to Burnley. Uh, I was yeah, I was I was thinking something I think about I don't think maybe who knows well who knows he could be going to the championship. We'll yeah. say English I campaign. don't think he's I don't think he's Premier League ready. Yeah. Randy said nowadays goes. Premier League is such a just all about money, it's disgusting. Um I don't Randy think said
1: Burnley, so Randy doesn't think he's going to the Premier League either. <laughs> oh. oh, I'll make that Dude. prediction. Burnley's going to stay up next
0: year. At the end of the year, this, this is a lot of predictions. Where are they right their now? Mascara. They're first place in the championship. Yeah, they, they get, haven't. Going they haven't the mathematically game. clinched yet. But but they're. they're I'm sorry, they're up, promoted. Right? They haven't clinched first place yet. Is what I meant, right?
2: Okay, so Randy, I'm just leaving it with France because you said like 47 other predictions that were not <laughs> coherent and I'm just going gonna, gonna to move on. But it's cool that you guys are all wrong. No one cares. and We, can, <laughs> so he, we, we think can he's going to go to the Premier League.
3: No one from the Timbers is going to the Premier League. Dude, you're just so wrong. Do you think Miguel
2: Almiron was going to go from Atlanta to Newcastle? Yeah. <laughs> you're a fool. You are a fool in fool's clothing. I, if he, he went to Newcastle the- when Newcastle wasn't what they are now. Yeah, that's fair. So why couldn't he go? Why couldn't Mascara go
0: to an equivalent?
2: Cause Nottingham Forest, he's not good enough to play there.
0: Uh, hey, no, he probably We might is. have one. We might have one. I'm sorry, Carl, if you're listening. Don't let Josh didn't or Jonathan didn't mean to diss Nottingham Forest. Yeah,
1: we should have I mean, him on.
0: Scores, when Hutz he scores is the winning
1: guy. goal at MLS Cup, that's a hell of a thing to put on your resume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: At least Greg's bringing it back to being right in the moment, which I appreciate. <laughs> so, well, I mean, we can. I mean, that's it. We win four to one. What a freaking match! What a comeback! What a just dis- absolute destruction, absolute destruction of Seattle. I'm so excited I can't even get it out of my mouth. There's what some great like-
0: uh, Brian Schmetzer 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 time. There's some great Schmetzer, uh, Schmetzer post game comments where but it's just classic disappointed guy
1: salty salty bitch
0: yeah and then he throws shades at it he's throws shade at his staff for not being upset enough after the match really yeah Mm yeah
2: I have to watch the whole thing. I only saw a couple of bits of it, but I was also intrigued that the some members of ECS on Cascadia Trifecta and in other places were really mad at the Timbers Army for being classless by basically just chanting "fuck Seattle" the entire <laughs> match for a you know nationally broadcast you know whatever. They're, and I'm going all
0: nationally broadcast. Is, <laughs> yeah, is that
2: is that the moral high ground now that ECS is saying that we were? Ch- I'm like really. That's it was nasty.
3: only one chant for maybe 30 minutes. <laughs> that's,
2: that's still a third of the game, which is fine. That's the, the whatever. And it made me laugh out loud because they still do the the Seattle boys chant. And yeah. um, so but, but they I'm only not do sure that
0: what. One, that's only for five minutes, though. Oh, that's what they said. That was yeah.
2: in the comment. It was like, we only did that once. I'm like, okay, so you're equally an asshole is what you're
1: saying. Yeah. Uh, they but, also have fuck off Rose City.
0: Uh, so. Yeah, that that, that oh, uh, that's right. they usually don't complain about that um, when they win. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: yeah. Well, whatever. Fuck them. Fuck Seattle. That was amazing. And those chants were so loud. It was like, again, sitting in Key Bank, the people behind me, it's like a rotating crew of uh, new people every game. And they were like, you can always hear them go. Are they saying "fuck Seattle"? Uh, and uh, it's
1: and then like and then like they realize they're saying it and they're like, "This is awesome!" And it's really funny. So Jake on the call, there were times where he was talking, and when we're doing the "Hey Portland Timbers," Jake's talking, and right before "fuck Seattle," Jake stops, and you hear story, and then Jake starts again. And then he oh. stops again. And you, there's a moment where I'm like, is Jake in on this? He's doing it. This is amazing.
0: It's yeah. uh, weird. Uh, listening to Jake have to be um, po- uh, neutral about the game. Objective. Yeah. Uh, and I think he almost overdid it um, the opposite direction during parts of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, good luck that he was it. You know, good luck that he was our announcer on this game. Also, Gio, who never wears a TA scarf, I saw it. I mean, I think he wore one once this first season here, and it wasn't even the first I mean, game. But um, he'll be wearing him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, at, that at was- this point, he's like, I need to hold on to my job. I need somebody to to be rooting for me. Oh God, that reminds me.
1: Well, Gio's had meetings with uh, the steering committees and the committee heads uh, asking us to continue our support, even when times get rough. He specifically requested that the Timbers Army bring the Cascadia Cup to training. That was his idea. That was Gio's idea. Gio asked for that. They covered that in the um, broadcast. Yeah, and we're we're honestly a little bit pissed that uh, media was there. <laughs> like we were kinda hoping it was gonna be this intimate moment between the fans and the players and then yeah. show Don't up you and what, did you, oh.
0: think you guys were gonna make out or something? Yeah, I was gonna like Greg, that was a slide <laughs> off your trousers
1: coming right there. If you guys are <laughs> saying for, uh, that boots? if you guys are telling me that you wouldn't be hoping for the same thing, you're full of shit. all of us want that
2: i'd be Uh, be, if there was an orgy with the timbers players i would be first in line i would would get in the line for wristbands
3: first First time guys i brought the loop (laughs)
2: yeah
3: Uh, but
1: yeah so that was geo's idea to have the army physically bring the cup to training and talk to the players and share what it means so yeah that was a conscious decision from geo to wear that scarf and i love it huh that's awesome
0: interesting So,
2: well, it was a great match, and it was really fun to feel the energy again that has been missing for quite a while. But with that being said, Josh and I are aware of a review that we've received where Greg and Randy, you are not, and I wanted to read this review aloud, and it's... Um it's uh, upwards we were, of one star. It's a this is yeah, this is a one star <laughs> review on Apple Podcasts from Excellent. Por Siempre PDX, which means forever Portland. Um the headline of this is the banter is bad and get ready guys strap in um greg greg what are you going to say bring it no i'm just okay. i'm ready
1: go i Quit. want
2: to, yeah i want to like this podcast because i want to support independently produced timbers and thorns content every time i listen i get frustrated at how bad these guys are at podcasting it feels like i'm at a used car dealership listening to a group of salesmen doing the faux macho thing where they make fun of each other because they've never learned how to talk with other men and in a way that
0: isn't aggro, it's so uh, annoying. Okay, <laughs> and hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. Before you proceed further, yeah, I just wanted to tell you, Jonathan, that I love you. Greg. Aww, <laughs> hey, I love you, hey. just Josh, you Jonathan. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if I love you, yeah, okay? I love you too, Josh. Yeah, I
2: love every single one of you men, and the love is hey, very real. We,
0: Jonathan, when I was at your house the other day, we hugged, yeah. I didn't pat you on the back because I wasn't insecure. I didn't feel like I had to <laughs> pat you on the back oh, after the hug. Oh, you were yeah, right. That's
3: you how I hugged funny. Mark.
0: Yeah. I hugged Prince
3: Metal for like five minutes. <laughs> at the game, and,
1: and you didn't say no so homo at the end. Yeah. Asked you to stop.
2: Yeah. It was like,
3: "Oh,
0: that's enough." <laughs> all right,
2: sorry.
1: Pretty go much ahead. Like, yeah. All right, sorry.
0: Oh,
2: I'm, I'm back into it. Right? Okay. And because each one of them seems to only want to hear themselves talk, they talk over each other all the time. <laughs> they make cliche jokes every episode and have a recurring bit in parentheses, I hope it's a bit, where one of the guys doesn't know anything about the teams they're
1: discussing. Spoiler
0: <laughs> oh <God. Which laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yes, well alert, that's Josh. Um, and <laughs> it was I guess I need like, change. I was found out. Yeah. So, Greg, earlier when you were saying, like, did Josh provide actual commentary and content on the formation? And it was I'm like, yeah, because he read the review. He's trying to he's trying to up his game. Um, <laughs> the reason that's not funny, that is that most of the guys don't have a depth of knowledge about the teams. Randy, uh these guys have <laughs> weird takes about strategy and lineups that give me the impression that they don't know much about soccer <laughs> uh, yeah they also often just mention things ptfc related that they saw on social media without adding anything oh, like, that's
0: that's, that's also, your fault that's ooh, that's me? jonathan yeah you're you're oh, okay. you like to talk about stuff without giving context so that's what, um that's why i try to prompt that That's fair.
2: All right. So I wouldn't even mind if they just had uninformed soccer takes. That's fine. At least it's more Timbers and Thorns content. It's the fraternity style banter that gets old fast. These guys think they're being edgy by condescending, uh, by being condescending to each other. But it's just the same junk we always hear from guys who are uncomfortable being real with each other. Again, gentlemen, I love all three of you. And if you called me and you're like, hey, I need dinner. Can you help me out? I might bring it to you (laughs) Uh,
0: how uh, I need dinner. How uncomfortable. I mean, how uncomfortable do you have to be with someone to tell them that you hate them? I tell Josh, I hate them all the time. And it's it's real. Sometimes
3: it's it's real. Every time. What are you talking about? Sometimes Um,
0: (laughs) all the best bands have tension.
2: Yeah. And then the last uh, couple sentences are the segment Zippy did about NWSL was better than anything these guys have recorded. They need to do something different to make it worth listening to, period. And I was like, we should copy the text of this and just make this the show notes for our actual podcast because I – I don't think uh, whoever the person is, I don't know who they are, but they posted this review on April 7th. So they clearly listened to the, to the Zippy uh, podcast and, you know, but I, I like, it's not ill intent uh, of what they're writing. They're just like, this is a really bad take, but I don't think we've ever represented ourselves as anything other than what they're, they're dogging us for.
0: It's right in Greg's beautiful and valuable contribution of the theme song.
1: Yeah, it's in the bio. Whoa. It's in everything. We wow. actually <laughs> don't know anything. For breaking what? soccer news, for insight that excels, for expert analytics, you better go somewhere else.
2: Wow, that's really, you know what? I didn't even think of that
0: as a really good defensive line until you just said that, Randy. It's, I mean, I value if, your opinion, Jonathan, and I'm, I apologize for talking over the top of you just now. Wow, Randy! It is
2: really powerful that you have the ability to disagree with me here in the moment, and I respect you and everything that you bring to the table.
0: Uh, I would just like to say, I still suck. But <laughs> did you see I the new stickers? Lo- no. Oh, make, everyone don't has make them quit now. The podcast. Don't make me quit. What is it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's, I can't that's, read what that, it says. Uh, underneath you, it says, spend no time on this. Okay. <laughs> that's
0: what I have said.
3: But I just no want to say that I would love everyone who has a review like this to leave us a one star and a review. It would be amazing.
1: What's, I, also, is, funny, what's also funny is, do you guys assume that like every public person's on-air persona is their personal and private persona? Yeah, sometimes,
0: but not every time.
3: Yeah, Yeah. like Johnny Depp, he's obviously a
2: pirate. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. I mean, there's certainly a version of our real selves that we bring to this, but I mean, like one of my like when I originally read this, I got. Not offended, but I was like, I don't do this for anyone other than myself. And if anyone is listening to this, it's because I hope they're having the same fun that we're having. I spend all day doing work shit and professional shit. Like, this is a moment for me to have a beer with friends. Yeah, and, just unwind and talk shit. Yeah, and I think it was – um like, what do we relabel really label the hangout pod yeah. uh like there are podcasts that you can go to that have expert analytics um i would say that would have been uh more sonic. like they have the most like to date analytic, analytical version of matches and what's going on and then um, I would say a similar version of us is outer roses. Uh, they're maybe a bit more not mature, but they don't have as many f bombs as we do. And you mean
1: they smoke more weed than we do?
2: <laughs> there's top timbers where if you want to go to, uh, you know, team related content specifically, there's tons of different pot. Like, and again, the um, soccer made in Portland with. Ryan Clark and, and Reifer. It's there there are places to go. Like I would say we serve a very specific role and that's who we are. And if like if you don't like it, then you just you don't have to download it or listen. Oh, uh, no. But if you, you could still like what? it and still like it and subscribe so that way we can get the credit for the listeners <laughs> there that you go. boost our ego.
3: Wait, just so you know, there's also the 107ist has their new podcast um. Oh Onward. really, Josh? Tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, really. But you, Well, because you're on it, and Greg did the last little thing on it. Why, um, why are you not
2: on it, Josh? Because you suck? How many episodes are, have there been so far? Just one. There's just one so, so, so far. For the real take but, of it, it's like we talked about it during the elections of doing a 107 as podcast, which makes total sense. But the one of the things that's – I guess this is even worse for this review that we received at, P- at PBSP is that – we actually have experience of doing podcasts. And so we're like between Greg uh, and me, we're like, let's kick this shit off. Like we can help create it. And then people will take it and run with it. Um, And it won't be um, us. Like that is the goal is to walk away after another like episode or two. And it's like, um, I hope that people will find value in that podcast, but like, I'm here to make fart jokes. There's even poop talk in the intro song. Um, patches, poop, they cover it all. They'll discuss everything except football. And so, to you, uh, poor Siempre PDX, I forgot you about are that. V- very correct. Randy's uh, <laughs> right, like, of- we got to change the you. song. <laughs> uh, yeah, So, you couldn't be more right. And if you would record this in your own voice, we will remove our intro theme song and it will just be your recorded voice of your review of this podcast
0: that's a fair review I mean uh, I get frat i mean time you get more than three more than two guys hanging out together aren't they gonna automatically sound like they're frat guys i mean
3: but it's funny because none of us are we ever in a fraternity no none of us are even fratty we're all just a bunch of p- old punks I didn't yeah. even go to college me either
2: mm. that's why you're here. Uh, you. We lost you there, Josh, for a second. But maybe that's actually why we sound like a fraternity podcast. Apparently, because we never took part in one. So now, oh, I can't hear Randy now either. I'm not saying anything. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, weird. Um, well, forget it. Whatever. It's over. Okay. We the review tracks. We t- I'll take it. That's really good <laughs> feedback. Uh, that
0: we're not going to take. At least it wasn't petty
1: no it was very it was very real
0: yeah. Jonathan
1: everything yeah. I'm gonna I'm, tell me I can cut this out if you guys don't like it but uh, I want to pitch this really quick Jonathan mentioned uh, yes we are involved in Onward a Rose City podcast the official 107ist podcast but like he said the goal is for us not to be involved indefinitely just to help get it going and well, as long as
0: it, it doesn't interfere with your PVSP salary <laughs> work. Uh, uh, <laughs> salaried work yeah <laughs> Uh, the, just yes, 107 yes, is
1: bullshit. The real legacy uh, is PVSP. Uh, <laughs> since we do already have a listener base, uh, if any of our listeners have ever been interested in podcasting, if any of our listeners have experienced podcasting, experience in sound editing, sound engineering, or just like, even if you don't have any experience, you're just curious if you want to get started. Send an email to onward at 107ist.com o-r-g uh and we will receive that we'd love to chat with you see how you want to get involved uh maybe get you guys working on the podcast within 107 that would be amazing
0: what's the podcast is it called bootlicking what
1: yeah bootlicking
2: 101 (laughs) with greg (laughs) jonathan Uh, and josh who did the graphics and some of the website stuff
1: how often is it coming out every every two weeks is the goal for during the season but all right we'll see
2: yeah so we'll see what happens with it and so it's important that we get more volunteers to sign up and do it because we have to make it back to pvsp to make sure that we talk about poop not soccer and other items such as uh bidets making aggro jokes at you look i'm going to I, I don't understand the aggro part. Like, I uh, like, do I want to fight you? Like, am I being like? I don't get it. But anyway, uh, I saw a Toto
3: Bidet Topper at Costco yesterday for two hundred bucks, and I think I'm
2: going to go buy it. You, sh- if you don't go buy it, you're a fool. Anyone who listens to this podcast that doesn't have a bidet, unsubscribe. <laughs> right oh, now,
0: man, I forgot to check. Don't even finish the episode really. when I was over the yeah. other day.
2: All right. I think we have predictions left, and then I definitely have to go because I gotta call uh, Hurricane Fran and get some shit finalized for Friday. It's,
0: it's finally Friday. Oh, uh, I'm up first with predictions. Oh, oh this man. is the
2: upcoming matches. Yeah,
0: Cincinnati uh,
1: two-two draw. Ooh, Greg worked before, so I'll do it again. Seven to one win. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, you don't understand soccer, apparently.
3: Gosh, <laughs> I, I think we're going to be one nil win. Can you talk
1: more about the tactics?
3: Yes, I, I think we are going to not play that well coming out of this crazy match, and then in two matches when we play, or actually our next MLS match when we play
2: St. Louis, we're going to fucking dominate. Okay, well, I'm and gonna then go we're going to be on since then. I'm going with a 4-2 win just because I feel like that was the momentum that we needed, the beautiful Diamond Esprit. That match is on Saturday, April 22nd at 4.30 p.m. Pacific, which if anyone's looking at this scheduling, we have three matches in seven days, and we go from Portland to Cincinnati, Cincinnati back to Portland, and then Portland to St. Louis. I can't imagine a worse bit of air travel uh, after that many matches. But U.S. Open Cup match, PDX versus Orange County. Uh, Wednesday, April 26th at 7.30 p.m. Pacific. And the question I had was, do we rest the starters back and forth twice in seven days? I imagine we see a pretty lackluster lineup of what was our starter uh, two weeks ago. Uh, So, uh, Randy, what's your prediction?
0: Uh, 4-2 win. Ooh, okay. I like it. I like it. Copycat
2: Greg.
1: 5-0 win. Frank Bully hat trick. Oh, oh.
2: Hold up. Okay. Well,
3: first off, he's not going to be playing that. And second off, which Orange County? There's like thirty of them.
2: Dude, I don't know. No one it's, fucking cares. Uh, yeah,
3: I don't know. I think. Well, I think we're going to play everyone who hasn't played yet, and we're just re- ever- resting. Really, everyone. Maybe they won't even be on the bench, and we'll probably have a two-one win. Okay.
2: I am more along the lines of Randy and Greg here, and I am going to go with a four-to-one win. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And then uh, our match on Saturday, April 29th at 5.30 p.m. back here, or no, away in St. Louis. Um, Randy. Three-two loss. St. Louis has been doing pretty well. They're finding the ways to win. Greg. Yeah, five
0: one over, uh, who do they play? Uh,
1: one, one one draw for me.
0: Ooh, okay. So, yeah,
1: I'll take that. That's
2: still got some momentum for us, Joshua. I'm going to say either a um,
3: – Yeah, this is where I think we're going to be turning back on. I think um, probably
2: going to be a 3 nil win, and we're going to destroy them. Oh, I'm going to take the easy classic, 2-1 to one win. I mm. I feel like that was the – The the momentum match against Seattle and now we're gonna power through and I had said how many points does Gio have to get in the next five matches to keep his uh, keep his job during the last podcast and I think that win against Seattle is gonna be the the catalyst. So it looks like we have already done
0: the plug for the one oh seven is podcast, but yes. I got a commercial.
2: Oh, commercial from Randy. Go uh,
0: commercial. This commercial, this episode is brought to you by Soccer Chance Academy. It's a youth soccer club in Portland. Uh, they're having their tryouts uh, May 8th through 11th. They practice at the Portland Ad- Adventist uh, School, which is out by Mall 205. Um This is uh, a club that the only club that I've ever had my kids be a part of that actually believes in the mission statement that they have on their websites, which is about uh, individual development and not the winning at all costs mentality. And so, if you're looking for a really good youth soccer experience, you should uh, check out Soccer Chance Academy. What's their website? Um, it's either s- it's Soccer Chance um, The easier, easier one to remember is seaportland.com. Um they're they started in England, and that's why there's a. us version of the website.
3: Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, what about Bob Lamphere? Do you want to promote them at all?
0: Yes. Nope. Still, continue to not buy your car, your Hondas <laughs> from Bob. Good old My- Bob.
2: My, my bit of this episode is brought to you by Charmin Wetwipes. You may ruin your city's sewer systems, but you will have a very clean booty hole. Check it out like charmin.com.
0: I, I would like to talk about Thanks for ruining my uh, serious sponsorship. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, yours. that's why we did it first. It's all yeah. making fun after. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. There's um, a new Rancid song that was released today, which is really good. Oh, really? And did you get the link I sent you for Better Lovers? oh that
2: was like the new op ivy right uh, no
3: better lovers is greg from the original singer from dillinger escape plan and the the rest of the band the rest of the band is every time i die and it's amazing
0: (laughs) i thought you were sending him a link to like marital aids or something like that (laughs) probably he probably probably needed at this point yeah Yeah.
2: um so all right well i get the closing track this week and i have picked make way by mongol horde and for you three losers i mean the three guys who i really respect your opinions and i care about us as all being together and doing the right thing maybe we should donate to a charity and go plant some trees um but uh this is a, a subgroup of the legendary come
0: on randy guess who i picked i don't know the legendary who I give up I, Frank Turner Oh uh, yeah <laughs> I couldn't remember the name I'm I mean, Frank yeah. Turner
3: The worst version of every song he covers Yeah
0: Woohoo um, Geez dude You've really got to broaden your horizons you got to listen to Mo- Listen to Mongo Horde And tell me it's not different I know but I'm just saying Every This is like your fourth Frank Turner related Wait
2: till I get the next one It's, it's going to get better and better
0: I only listen to music with
3: Travis Barker <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, hey, um, uh, Josh, where and how do they reach us? You'll be able to listen
3: to that song that Jonathan picked <laughs> on um, Spotify if you search Radio Free PVSP. Our phone number is 503 583 4235. Our email is portlandvanity at gmail.com. Our Instagram and Facebook are Portland Vanity. And our Twitter is pdxvanitysoccer, and we don't have Match.com anymore, but we're working on getting Bumble. So hopefully, in the next few weeks, we'll have a we'll have Completely. that up and going. Completely. And do you guys think we should release a T-shirt?
2: If so, let us know. Email Randy and let him know and why. Make Randy at is- Uh, randy your face is the exact logo that you made uh that we have stolen and destroyed uh which i love
0: so i don't got got a beef with with t-shirts now at this point i had my original beef was like episode one you guys wanted to have like (laughs) t-shirts
1: patches scarves yeah beach towels (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
2: And then, and then and then uh Randy's like it's not even good yet and then uh Greg comes in saves us and makes it sound good. So, thanks Greg. Yeah. Your hair is the right color. Indeed, it is. Indeed.
1: Mm-hmm. So Greg and, All right. and mm-hmm. yes.
2: All
3: right. I would like to thank Greg for everything he does. Ooh. He is amazing at Rocket League. He's amazing <laughs> as a friend. <laughs>
2: He's okay at
3: drinking. You're,
0: you're amazing at having. He's really there good too. at
3: saving seats for me.
2: He's he, really um, good at having the soggy bottom. It's a very well set up basement bar with two televisions. I might add. Yes, he has a pretty cool girlfriend. Yeah, and cool. um, that's about it.
1: That's about it. All right, bye guys. See ya. <laughs>
2: not even a thank you
1: not even a thank you
2: i know so rude
1: yeah because because i'm a toxic frat boy what's
0: You got noise bleeding in. Is there a fan on or something?
2: Yep. I heard that, I heard that too.
1: Hold on one second.
2: He's got to turn off his heat.
0: But
1: I've been down there Mr. in the Sound, soggy
0: Sound bottom. soggy engineer bottom hasn't figured out that fans make noises at this point in the...
2: No, it's actually a true story. When I went down there, Greg was like, if I don't have this fan on, everyone will die. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. That's fair. Um, it's just too yeah. soggy. Yeah, the the bottom is extremely soggy. And um
1: it'll it'll take a minute to kick off, so just go ahead and continue the episode yeah. and I'll mute.
0: Was it a okay, humidifier?
1: So, no, it's the furnace to the house.
0: Oh geez. It really is
2: for the heat. <laughs> um, this is a true story. So we we watched the Vancouver match and that was in the soggy bottom, and it was very sad. And then the following day, uh, everyone was like, is Brianna actually going to come to this? I'm like, no, of course she's not going to come watch this. Um, the next day, we went shopping on 23rd to get some items for an upcoming trip, and we were going to go get a beverage at Pope House. And so uh, I was like, I can't walk past Greg's house without at least finding out if Greg is home. And so, uh, we, me and Brianna stopped on in, she got the, got a full tour of the soggy bottom and specifically the kegerator, uh, which was really funny. (laughs) And the, we went to Pope house, enjoyed ourselves. And later that night, I was like, Brianna, that was so much fun. Like, are you ready to go watch a match? Like, you know, at the next time at the bottom, she was like, no. Uh, so, uh,
1: also uh, got it. Jonathan called me as I was getting out of the shower, so I was wearing a towel. And while I'm on the phone, I tell sure. him. that He's like, he goes, "Prove it." So I walk up to the front window and just stand there. And <laughs> then Brianna story. immediately covered her eyes. <laughs> yeah, true story. It was a good
2: time. That tracks. At least she's it, consistent.
0: You know I what you're your your house was clothing optional anyway. Always, Ooh, I know.
2: Yes. How to and
3: because <laughs> he was playing Sh- crappy at the beginning, Christ. and then um
2: cut i i I take it all back (laughs) i take it all back yeah josh can see everyone's face going wow this is like greg if you can insert the beat um
1: uh, wow yeah josh hate crime strikes again
2: I'm just hating tassels off your hair yeah. His uh, hair looks beautiful uh, I see Greg writing down the minutes uh, yeah. right <laughs> I hate crime oh boy. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, This is Greg F. Donnelly And you are listening to Less Than Jake